What's new at Cold Wax Academy? Rebecca and Jerry have an exciting lineup of online sessions planned as they launch a new year of learning and growth for members of Cold Wax Academy. Winter quarter sessions, which began on January 4th, will feature help with technical issues, photographing your work, developing ideas for imagery, and advice on works in progress. And two special guests, well-known authors Eric Maisel and Sean McNiff, will be conducting interactive sessions with members. As a member, you can also access the private Facebook page and take advantage of the informed and supportive community there of artists who post their paintings and questions. It's never too late to join Cold Wax Academy. All live sessions are recorded and available in the member library. Please visit coldwaxacademy.com for more information as well as basic information about using Cold Wax Medium. That's coldwaxacademy.com. That's all for now. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we're talking about intuition. As artists, we all recognize that intuition plays a role in what we do. But what that role is can seem mysterious and elusive. Like many concepts in art, we tend to use the words intuitive and intuition loosely because they defy exact description. But a closer look may help you understand its place in your own way of working and to better access its power. If trusting intuition doesn't come easily to you, you are not alone. Today we will talk about what intuition is, why it can be challenging to trust, and ways to nurture it in your work. With me as always is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. And I have to say, when I when I thought about this topic, it's almost, it's funny because intuition means, you know, you just sort of know what it is. So picking it apart for the next 30 minutes may seem a little strange, <laughs> but I think it's a really interesting topic um, for the reasons that you said, because, you know, we do sort of feel like we know what it is, but actually looking closely at how it can function for you and your work, it hopefully, you know, we can be helpful that way. Um, and as I often do, when I'm confronted with one of these words that we we use a lot, but we don't really stop and think about what it means, I did look it up in the dictionary, and it's pretty much, uh, the definition is pretty much what we would expect. It's the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. Um, and I also uh, noted that uh, the word intuition has roots in the Latin word intuere, which means to look at or toward or to contemplate. And I think that that idea is kind of a foundation of intuition because intuition is really an openness or an awareness of your true self. That's where it comes from. It comes from what you know about yourself, your experiences, your emotions. And, and intuition in regards to your artwork has to do with true expression in your work. Um, it also occurred to me, there's a, there's a strong characteristic of intuition that it feels really compelling. There's an energy to it. It feels motivating. And intuition often leads to this really kind of immediate and specific action, some specific decision in the moment. So it tends to be focused on this you know, specific need or step. 
I really want to do this one thing. I really need to do this one thing. It's not random in that sense. I mean, there's a there's a, a source that it's coming from, uh, an inner knowing, and it's pointing in a direction. So it can be, you know, I think it's challenging sometimes to act on it when you do experience an intuitive thought because, um, you know, right away, we people tend to second guess that and, um, and overthink it because if if it's asking, if intuition is asking you to do something, to take action, that can feel just sort of impulsive, and then your 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 second guessing function <laughs> starts to come in and say, "Oh, but really, you know, why is that a good idea?" Um, and I think that you know a lot of people don't don't trust that initial idea because we are taught rational thought should be um, primary. That should be how we operate. And so it has a role, rational thought, analysis, critical thinking absolutely has a role in your life. I would never suggest otherwise, but when intuition sort of is going to put that in a supporting role, I think that can be that can be challenging. Um, I think it's worth mentioning just how people make decisions because most people make decisions intuitively and emotionally and then they, they rationalize them. And mm-hmm. so it's I think if we understand that that the intuition and and emotional decision making um, both uh, ha- have a role in just the way that we function as human beings, uh, it's yeah. it's important to, to look at intuition in that light. Right. That it has a very positive role and we shouldn't discount it. Um, and if you discount it, if you block it off, if you say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to think of 20 reasons why that's not going to work. Um, that can really block a lot of positive motion, a lot of forward motion. Uh, last week when we were talking to Joey Cafone, he mentioned that a block to creativity is wanting to know the outcome, feeling like you need to know what's going to happen. And when we think rationally, um, we tend to believe that that's a more, uh, a, a way of, predicting better, you know, a way of figuring out the outcome better. And if we're acting on an intuitive feeling or idea, that can seem more uncertain. And so uh, rationality, bringing rationality in immediately, um, because we want to know the outcome, if you, you know, cycle back to Joey's thought, that can really block creative ideas. Um and, you know, to, to discount intuition as purely, um, I don't know, illogical or, you know, not having any basis in logic isn't quite right because I think intuition has its own logic. It's coming out of parts of ourselves that we may not be aware of um, and we may find them hard to define, but it's still coming from somewhere inside of us that, uh, you know, is, is logical, has put a lot of things together over time <laughs> that make up who we are. And so it's still true. It's still important. And the other thing about intuition, I think also gets back to Joey's comment, is that it's really based on being present. I'm being very aware of what's happening right now. And that's why it can seem so clear and certain when we get intuitive thoughts, 
because intuition is not distracted by um, other thoughts rambling around, negative uh, self-talk or ideas about future outcomes that aren't going to be good. And so it's, it's just like the here and now, this is what I want to do. So, um, and I want to mention that rational thought is of course important. I mean, this this stepping back to analyze things and how they're going and that that critical thinking is important in terms of your artwork because um, that's important in, in improving your work, evaluating your work, you know, that objectivity. We've talked about that a lot, but it's it's a balance um, back and forth. But I, I really think that a lot of the original impulse to make art is um, is intuitive. It's it is emotional. It is why we're doing this, and it's you know it's coming really from your deepest self, and that is not necessarily an intellectual source. Um, so I I think intellectual thinking can can support you and help you develop that original idea that you might have. But but what gets you rolling? What gets you excited and motivated and energetic is is not primarily intellectual or analytic, at least for most artists. I mean, maybe very conceptual artists, perhaps. But for most people, um, it's coming out of your experience, your emotions, your reactions to things. And that's, that is in the intuitive realm, not the intellectual realm. Yeah. And I think it's also important to understand the, the influences that other people have on us and how this can affect our decision-making process. Um, it, a lot of times it's helpful to, to intentionally kind of remove, um, you know, it, we've talked about kind of like those negative voices and things like that that oftentimes come from the influence of other people. Um, but sometimes mm-hmm. they, these are positive voices as well or neutral voices, but they still have... Um, they still have an impact on our decision-making process uh, in pertaining to our work that may not be entirely helpful. And I, I think it's good to recognize those those influences when they come from other people um, and not necessarily discount them, but recognize them for what they are. Right. They can, they can definitely be a distraction. And if we're, we're talking about intuition, that is a pretty pure channel to who you are. <laughs> you know, right. that's your inner self. So you're absolutely right. Uh, no matter what form these outside voices take, they can be a distraction. I think they can play a role in the more, you know, the stepping back, the intellectual analysis of your work or whatever. Uh, but, you know, trying to keep that original idea as a, as a, more straight channel to yourself. That's, that's really important. Um, And there is, there is a special role of intuition for artists. I mean, you know, talk about intuition in a general way. I mean, we, we all use it every day in life and we feel hunches or urges like, Oh, you know, I think I want to call a friend up or, you know, I feel like it's time to take a walk or something, you know, and, and those kind of things, uh, sometimes they're just habit or, you know, physical needs, but we, you know, we experience a lot of those kind of urges during the day, all day. And, and I think we can pretty quickly fill in uh, logical reasoning. Um, I want to take a walk because I, I think I need the exercise or something, but that urge comes first. Um, and a lot of our ordinary life is kind of guided by those needs and wants and things that come to us that, that we trust that. 
I mean, really, like, if you had to analyze and support everything with rational thought, you know, you could get pretty stalled. But I would say there's a difference between this and what we call creative intuition. Like, how is intuition for artists or anybody involved in create creative work? Um, it's a, it's how is that a special thing? How is that separate from daily life? And creative intuition is generally considered different. It 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 has a higher purpose. It's um, accessing true, authentic, and personal expression in your work. And so that's kind of what we want to focus on. But I, I, I brought up the other because, you know, intuition is a really common thing. We all experience it all the time. Um, but in, in creative work, it's sort of thought of as inspiration. Like, it's a sense of potential. It's It's a feeling that you know, a new idea is coming through, sometimes in a big way, sometimes a major breakthrough, like a light bulb moment, um, how to move forward with a particular piece that you're working on, or maybe a body of work or a series. Um, it can also be, uh, especially I notice this for me, a big part of resolving your work, knowing it's done, finishing it, and and feeling this inner satisfaction that yes I've got there this is this is meaningful to me this is I've hit it you know um and I mean there are there are a lot of small decisions that you make constantly when you're doing creative work um and and in that way similar to what how it works in daily life I mean there's a lot of little hunches and urges that you do like say in the course of a painting you're picking up a certain tool or a certain color and, you know, those are the small intuitive things that you, you cannot analyze and second guess all of those. You have to have that intuitive um, energy to keep on working your way through a work. But I just want to say, sometimes those, those little intuitive choices may not turn out to be right. I mean, you may pick up the tube of red and put red on your painting and decide, ooh, no, that is absolutely not working. Um, so you may not have the right answer, but the important thing is that intuition, bigger, deeper intuition led you to say, I need to change something here. Something isn't working. So the actual choice that you made might not be right, um, but honoring that impulse that I need I need a better composition here. I need to work out this part of the painting. I mean, that's that's the guiding idea there. So um, anyway, I think I think when you're actually doing creative work, this uh, intuition and, and kind of accessing your intuition and the kind of state of flow that we've <laughs> talked about in the past on the podcast are, are really similar. I mean, it's that you're feeling this kind of... Um, focus, energy, um, a heightened awareness, really. And uh, and you are, I think, channeling, accessing parts of yourself that are really um, very unhindered. They're expansive. They're open. They're open to possibilities. And they are the exact parts of ourselves that can be closed off when you're really focused on rational thinking, on you know, I have to justify everything. I have to make sure this is the right thing. Um, and so these 
intuitive ideas that are coming from that part of yourself, they really, as I said earlier, that's not random. And and sometimes people distrust intuition because they think, well, you know, it's coming from nowhere. You know, what is that? Well, I, I think it's actually coming from a part of yourself that is synthesizing things, putting together things, uh, bringing together different thoughts and experiences that are compelling, that are personal, and that really get to the most basic core things that you want to express. So that's a really powerful thing. And um, being afraid of that, veering away from that, is really um, the enemy of intuition, you know, and, and questioning it, second guessing it, uh, is is really can block your work. Let's take a quick minute to look at the deals at Blick. Well, Blick is currently running their Valentine's Day sale. I looked through the offers, and while there are a few deals on oil paints, the best deals seem to be on plein air tools and watercolor and acrylic paints. So if you or your Valentine are interested in getting started at plein air, this is a great opportunity to grab what you need at a great discount. As always, when you take advantage of these deals at Blick, please remember to use our affiliate link, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, B-L-I-C-K. That takes you straight through to the regular Blick website, but when you use our affiliate link, Blick will donate 10% of your purchase to the Messy Studio. This is incredibly generous. It's a great way to fund the podcast. It costs you nothing. And the more of you that listen to this content that use our affiliate link when you shop at Blick, the more content we're able to produce. This content is free for you, but it's not free for us to produce. There are hosting fees. There's equipment that we need to buy and maintain. And over time, we've put a lot of money into this podcast. So this is a great way for you to make sure that we can continue to produce it. So once again, that affiliate link is MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, B-L-I-C-K. All right, let's get back into the show. So what are some, some good ways to, uh, to access your intuition or, to, or to, to determine is this intuition or is this um, you know, somebody else's influence on me um, or how, how, can we, how can we strengthen our intuition? Right. And I, I think, yeah, like basically how do, you, how do you access this? How do you improve your intuition? If you don't feel in touch with your intuition or you feel like you're fighting it, I think there's some pretty, you know, there's some conscious actions, some conscious steps you can take. Um, and one of those, a really big one, and I mentioned earlier on that intuition is about being in the moment. It's about responding to what is happening right now. So staying in the moment with your work is important. Uh, what what does it need right now? What is being suggested by the work? Um, and obviously trying to veer away from fear of changing the work in some way that it, it needs, um, trying to veer away from negative thoughts that are coming in at you from the outside. And, you know, art is visual, it's visual activity. So trying to stay with your eyes, you know, trying to stay with what you're looking at and, and you know, being visual about your work rather than um, going into other aspects of thinking about it, saving that thinking for those moments when you step back and and then attempting to be objective about what it is that you're seeing. Um, journaling and making notes 
with a focus on being present, what am I seeing? What am I looking at here? Uh, is a good thing. Writing things down in a sketchbook and just observing. Um, and, you know, if things come up that, that are fearful or something that's coming at you um, in a negative way, uh, you know, challenging that in writing and saying, why am I, why is that coming in? You know, um, and again, as I mentioned, that original impulse to make a change is what, is what to focus on. So, um, you know, if, if you, if you know intuitively that your composition isn't working, that's, that's what you need to come back to. If you make a choice, it's not working, get frustrated. You say, oh, I messed it up. You know, going back to that original impulse, that original thought that this composition isn't working. Okay, so try a different solution and not, you know, going, veering off track with negativity, honoring that original um, intuition or intuitive idea. I think being receptive to change is is really important when it feels right and when it feels in alignment with with your intentions what who you are what you want to do and recognize when you immediately start rationalizing that you don't want to do that because that's that's typically fear of outcome you know what's going to happen if i change what's going to happen if i try something new oh i might fail you know it it all piles on uh, pretty quickly um, I think in terms of that idea of uh, intuition coming from being present with what's around you, you know, when you find yourself drifting, really being observant of what's around you, what you see, and also what you're feeling, um, being present with your own feelings and emotions, um, you know, it, it grounds you, it can bring you back, and it <clears throat> it counteracts... Um, you know, when you're when you're resisting intuition, when you're being rigid about things, uh, examining yourself, being self-aware, and I mean, and and in terms of the steps that can take, you can take to develop your intuition. <laughs> I think, to, and I know that improving skills and abilities with your work, your technical skills, allows you to access your intuition, to express your intuition. And, and so that's a bit of a side trip because we're talking about more of a mental process, but practice and development is really important. And that's not necessarily particularly intuitive, but they do go together because your um, expression of your intuitive ideas is going to be more reliable when you work, you're working well, you're working skillfully with whatever your medium is. Um, so, you know, they, it is, you know, there is that side to it, like your intuitive ideas can be blocked because you don't have the skill or the technique to carry it out. And so that's important to mention. Um, they work together. Uh, and, and for most of the time when you're working, you, you do need to be able to a evaluate and analyze and step back at certain points. It's that balancing act we've talked about. Um, so, you know, it, it's not all intuitive, but I think honoring that role is really important. And in writing this up and thinking about these notes, I did consider, well, how does, how does intuition operate for me in my own work? And um, aside from those, you know, that constant flow of intuitive decisions that 
make because I make because I am responding to what's happening in the painting, there's there's a there's a bigger role, and and one of the bigger roles is this uh, this finishing step and this. People sometimes ask me, well, how do you know when the painting is finished? And that is so intuitive. It's just this kind of clear sense of this is right. Everything has fallen into place. This works, you know. Uh, I might go into a more analytic mode to kind of check things, but that intuitive sense comes first. And it is uh, very clear, usually very strong. And and if I do sense that a change is needed, that's also really strong. And it's often near the end. Maybe all those analytical points are there. You know, the composition is fine. The color is working. I could check all those boxes uh, in a logical way. But there's an intuitive sense that this is not where I'm going. This is not what I want. And it's so strong that that is often when I go in and make some kind of big change and and all of a sudden what was very close to being done or what another person might consider to be just fine and complete uh, intuitively was not right for me. So that's a really, that's how it operates, uh, especially strongly for me is, is in finishing a painting. But it's also, it's bigger also, you know, in general, like um, I have the feeling I want to pursue a particular direction or you know, uh, have an idea for a series or something like that. Something is clicking and it is accompanied by a sense of this is right. You know, and that, that gets back to that really basic definition of intuition. You just know something is right and it has that energy behind it. It has that sense of excitement behind it. Um, and those are, those are signs for me that this is intuitive and it's working. Yeah, I think that the intuition in order to be um, understood and and recognized and practiced, it, it really you really need to come you you need to be in a a state of of clarity and focus. Um, Absolutely. You, you know, you need you need some kind of of method for entering. We we've uh we've talked in the past about the these kind of like these focus states, you know, or these um uh, these flow states. And, and that's really when your intuition is going to be strongest is when you're not being, uh, distracted. And I mm -hmm. think it's very important to have some kind of uh, spiritual practice that allows you to enter that state in order to mm -hmm. have that clarity. Yeah, there's definitely an interaction with, I mean, that, that state itself can be a spiritual state. I mean, that state of complete receptivity, um, openness. And it may be that you can access that through meditation, through prayer, through whatever your spiritual practice is. And you recognize it then you say, oh, this is it. You know, this is a state of mind in which I, I am myself. I am, I am fully open and um, it's it's not a foreign state to you. So however you come at that, to recognize it as, you know, that, I, you know, I'm sort of at a loss for words, but that, that very special state of mind, um, something to develop, something to understand how do you get there and how can you do that in, in your work. Um, when I was when I was looking into this a little bit, I I was you know, looking around on the web to see what I could find about intuition and creativity. 
And I did find a number of references to something specifically called intuitive painting. So I thought I would mention that because um, it's sort of an exercise. It's a particular approach that might enable you to get into a flow state. Um, And it's basically the idea of painting without any preconceived ideas. You're, You're just completely responding to what's happening on the painting surface. You don't have any plans or intentions um, other than just <clears throat> free expression. So I suppose it's a bit more like art therapy than um, the idea of producing a, a painting that other people are going to appreciate. You're not, that's not your aim. You're not going for aesthetic standards. You know, you're just going with what your inner urges are. So in that sense, it's kind of like a visual journal. It's, it's uninhibited. It's for you, your eyes only really. Um, and uh, there's an artist called Nancy Fletcher Cassell who's written about this. And um, I thought this, I, I wrote down this comment that she made about this because it's interesting that she she promotes this whether you're, whether you're an artist, whether you consider yourself an artist at all or whether you, you know, you have a professional career as an artist, like anywhere in between, doing this as a practice can help loosen you up and and access that intuition. And what she said about it was, um, she wrote quite a bit about it, but one of the things that I thought was interesting was, don't think about galleries or your fellow artists or even remotely consider what family or former mentors would think of the work before you. And that, Rasa, you know, gets back to your comment that those voices are there. (laughs) She's saying, don't think about that. Um, And this can be most difficult for those of us who are accustomed to possessing a skill, something we receive praise and earn money from on a daily basis. Use all of the steps discussed in this material. This is a a website page. I can put that in the notes uh, that we post. Know that whatever the physical results of these intuitive paintings are, even if nothing in them will ever be used directly in your professional work, just know they will feed your work on a deep and rewarding level, and they can be necessary to the further development of your art. So, you know, I find that really interesting and inspiring, and I I would guess that most artists um, know exactly what she's talking about, uh, because most of us do this to some extent, even when we're working on a, a major piece, it is that state of flow where you're not, you are working very intuitively, you're not concerned what anyone's thinking about it. And what she's what she's suggesting, and I think it's really a good idea, is to spend some time doing just that, you know, doing just play. She describes it as play. Whether you do that in a sketchbook, whether you do that um, on a separate table in your studio, and maybe it's a, it's a ritual when you enter the studio, you just play with some materials, and it's um, it's exciting. <laughs> I I've done this uh, especially on artist residencies. I I tend to set aside time for this, le- uh, more so than in my daily work, and so I know the feeling, and it is exciting. And even if nothing ever comes to this, even if they end up in the trash. It's that experience of just, you know, complete flow of just, I just want to see what happens here. <laughs> and it's, 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 uh, it's part, it can be part of your practice that would uh, support this intuitive connection. 
Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Um, yeah, I think that um, a lot of artists do want to be able to develop this intuitive connection more. We know it's there. Uh, we know it's valuable and it's exciting. But a lot of people feel inhibited by all that other stuff that comes into your head, uh, justifications, rationalities, and and really fear of being judged if you let this come through, if you let your inner self become more visible, more expressed. So I guess the point of this session today is to say it's important to honor and nurture intuition, however you can do that, however you can access it. It may be small things. It may be these kind of exercise I just mentioned, uh, maybe uh, a larger move, um, something that you can do to get at that that deep sense of self-expression that you do have. It's in there. <laughs> and, and recognizing where it's blocked and where you kind of step in and say, oh, no, we're not going there. <laughs> and And just that kind of self-awareness can be really helpful. All right, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out rostickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.